apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of home ownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Mac Home Mortgage, an equal housing lender. American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details. Throwing jabs, always full sand. Here we go again. Jared, Joe, and Jay's Clover Crest, top three corner man. Punching in with a punch's chance. We find a way to win. The main event, lock it in. Every Saturday at 10, the overhand is out of hand. When it comes to fist of cuffs, slide a hand on the undercard. You'll never see the punch. Uppercut, got you missing wave. Feet are stepping late. Keep your guard up, feeling faint from a faint. Take a stand and eight, then retaliate. Put up your duke, stick and move. Bob and wave, don't lose hope against the ropes. There's always an escape. Never stay down. One more round, bells ringing, counter punch with your chin tucked and go down swinging we bringing crosses with no worship hooks with no verses combinations with no locks when you feel the flurry it's curtains from scrub scraps to fight stats relax if you want the facts because the best combat podcast is throwing jabs Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Throwing Jabs Combat Sports Podcast. I'm Big Jace, joined by Joe Guire and Jared Jones. And right now, we're in kind of like a lull in all the fights. Uh, I mean, we took last week off. Uh, not a lot going down. We're building up to the end of the year with a lot of big fights, especially in the upcoming weeks, the pay-per-view. And we'll get and talk about some of the fights coming up next year. Uh, I mean, the end of this year. But first, let's recap last week. Uh, Jan takes a majority decision victory over Mackenzie Dern. Uh, I mean, this was a unanimous decision to me. I don't think Mackenzie Dern really had a 10-8 round uh, to warrant the tie there. Um, She was great on the ground, but she has to learn. You can't be one-dimensional in in today's MMA, you got to be able to take it on the feet or if not learn, so, like she needs to go to like one of these, like uh, uh, alpha males or American top teams, learn how to wrestle, learn how to chain some moves together. So you can take the fight to the ground where you're comfortable. And Mackenzie Dern, it, the UFC likes to push her a lot that they, they love her. But I, I mean, uh, 
coming up short in a main event. Joe, what do you think? Yeah, uh, look, Dern uh, does struggle with strikers. Uh, that's kind of her thing. Uh, you know, she had herself in position a few times and, and you know, went for submission moves late in the round. And, I mean, ultimately, it, it cost her. Jan's pretty good. I, I was really impressed by her a lot. This is a big win for her. I don't think it's a crushing defeat for Mackenzie Dern. I think it shows Mackenzie Dern's got a weakness. We know who and what it is, and she knows what she's got to do to get better. And and you know, what you just said, Jace, is is dead on. I mean, she's got to go there and she's got to sharpen that up because if if that's how she's going to win fights, she's going to have to get a little bit better at it and a little bit faster at it. Yikes! Uh, so good. Uh, and Jan looked good, too. I was impressed as well. Uh, that's who I picked to win the fight, though. I mean, that said, this is this is par. And I'm with you, Jace. If, I'd, I'd rather you had this 4-1 to one than 47-47. Uh, than I'd have rather seen a 49-46 card than 47 all. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, Tony brings up right now she's too one-dimensional to move on and fight likes of Shevchenko. I mean, both of these both these women here fighting, I mean, none of them are really title contenders that much. I mean, Jan got the win, but can she? How many takedown attempts? How many total takedown attempts? Come on, man. Like, Shevchenko? No. She'll beat her in that one dimension. And there's there's a dozen, there's a half, maybe not a dozen, but you, I, come on. She has some work to do. If this had been the contender series, <laughs> you know what? To the drawing board Seriously, think, think back to the Corey Sanhagen fight where the, the takedowns weren't the point, right? Because Corey Sanhagen used it to set up punches and kicks, right? It was the idea and the threat of eh, level change that, that prompted him to victory. Mackenzie Dern can't do that because she doesn't have the striking ability to back that up. And so if she's not getting takedowns, you're not afraid of anything when you're fighting her. But try, don't you try? How many punches did she take in the face anyways? Eat two or three of those. I, I got a friend, Billy Allard, and we'd always have this debate, knock me out with the first three or four, or you're going to get hurt. And I'd always be like, you're going to get hurt with those first three or four. He was 5'6", 220, you know, short, real stocky. And if he got a hold of me, it's a problem. But where are we fighting, a phone booth or a football field? She's got to figure out the, 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 the dimensions of the octagon and how to get it into the space she needs it to be in to win because she didn't do enough trying to do that. She looked like she thought she could win the fight like that. And although the judges' scorecards looked like it was close, it wasn't. She needed it to be elsewhere for her to win that fight, and it was getting there. That that was the thing that surprised me the most is how, how little ability she had to really mix in the strikes and force a takedown some other way. You see some fighters just go across the cage, and I'm getting the takedown. Here I well, come. Uh, I, I will say the thing with Mackenzie Dern, if you look at like all these – be these 
strictly uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu people. Look at like Damian Maia, Glover Teixeira. These guys do kind of come in, out. They, once they do, it takes time. But once they do start figuring stuff out, they, they do go on a run here. That That's her best bet, but she has to figure this out. Because uh, taking all these punches to the face is not going to win you any fights. Plain and simple. Well, then that's two it. Plus, Eat them. Eat them. Walk through them and get the takedown. If that's your option, yeah, it's better than what you did. Yeah, and I, I think, honestly, just go learn a little bit more wrestling. Like, when you can dictate whether it's on the ground or not, whether you can, you can chain a couple – I mean, she, she was stuffed a lot with the takedowns, but she should – Especially in the later rounds, you need to be able to go for that because you know that's your only avenue to victory. I mean, 47-47 does not indicate this fight. So, I, I, I she definitely won the second round. Players. Yeah, but I, I mean, like we're talking a lot about Dern. Where does Jan go from here? Because I, I think it's great, but she's not going up and fighting Shevchenko anytime soon, or she's she's not having a fight of that caliber anytime. She's going to be great. Uh, great little main events here and there, but I don't necessarily see her as a world beater. Do you, Joe? No, I don't. I definitely don't see her as a as a world beater. Not not at all. I mean, she's also thirty three years old, so it's not like this is some up and coming fighter. You know what I mean? Um, She's a decent fighter. Uh, I mean, she's lost to Mariana Rodriguez and Carla Esparza. I feel like the upper level competition is a little bit out of her element. Like everyone in in uh, women's uh, MMA, she's beaten uh, Angelina uh, Angela Hill by uh, by decision. <laughs> you know, there's there's this girl's a decent fighter. There's not. There's just nothing to write home about here, and I don't, well, I don't know, I don't know if there's a much higher ceiling for her. Yeah, well, that's what I was gonna say. I think this is the pinnacle. You won a five round main event in the UFC at 33 years old against top opposition. I don't think we're gonna be able to say too many greater things than that. This is likely her crowning achievement. But we'll see. We'll see. She's obviously got a puncher's chance in most of these fights. Yeah. I, I mean, who knows? Chico, and yeah, Santos a smasher too. Yeah, there's Tony Chung in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean. Yeah. Uh, it, was a, it was a good card, and that, that was a fun main event, I'll tell you. I, I, I enjoyed that fight a ton. Oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, talking about uh, other fights that we're going to enjoy moving us on to the who you got uh end of year fights we, in the past couple weeks it's really sucked we've had uh fury versus joshua fall through uh crawford and spence is falling through so both those fights no longer scheduled to the end of the year but uh th- there's still some big upcoming fights some really exciting fights and joe by the end of the year what's your uh fight you're most excited for I have uh, marked December 3rd on my calendar. Juan Francisco Estrada and Chocolito Gonzalez. The trilogy comes to an end, even though we know who. uh, Yeah. 
Uh, we know who won both of those fights. He's going to go out there, get it done for a third time, and answer all of the questions. But it's going to be a hell of a battle. And that's the one. It's definitely going to happen because these two guys don't, these guys don't skip out on fights. These guys want to fight each other. It's been 21 months. This one's going down. Mark it on your calendar. It's going to be the last great fight of the year anyway. Might even end up being the fight of the year. A lot of bad blood here, Jared. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll take it. You guys have to know mine. Next Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. You know what, what, Jared? They pushed it back when the queen died? Jared, you know what? ready. I knew I was going to go first, and I thought, wouldn't that suck if I just scooped and took all the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But Marshall, are you watching the build-up to this fight? Like, some of the back and forths between these two are just classic. You want my change? She starts talking about her change. Oh, you know you want some. I'm like, oh, on the G-Wall, you want my change. <laughs> I mean, this is this is fun. And 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 uh, um, Marshall may stop Shields. She's going to beat her. She might stop her. The, uh, does she stop her or not is a better question than does she beat her or not. Savannah Marshall over Clarissa Shields. Oh, I'm the G Walt. You want my chain? <laughs> Check them out. Entertaining as hell. Yeah, yeah. And then they got pushed back. I'm a queen too. Like it. It's fun. It's just fun. Yeah, I, those are both going to be great. I have three on my list. Hey, and how many knockouts Marshall have? Like 10? Just 12 and 0 with 10 knockouts? Stopping girls Shields went to the distance with. I have to say. Are you taking Shields? Does anybody take Clarissa Shields? I have to say Clarissa Shields is a little delusional because, listen, you could be a great fighter. You're going to call yourself the GOAT. There's probably- wilder fighters. Yeah, you know what I mean? You're not there yet. You're good. You're very good. But calm that nonsense down. Yeah. This, well, and we just Floyd Mayweather fight uh, Amanda Serrano in maybe the greatest female fight in in the history of the planet. Um, yeah. You've got a lot of nerve. You haven't been in a fight like that. You haven't had an opponent like that. And you're not stopping, girls, that the, the person you're fighting is. And she beat you. 84-1. Yeah. Where's the one? Here she comes. Yeah, well, <laughs> well that, that, this could be, if Clarissa Shields is able to get it done, this could be your Katie Taylor's Toronto moment. So this is gonna that's going to be a great one, especially for women's boxing. I mean, that's going to be a big one as well. But my three, I got, I got one. Yeah, I think we have to mention. I don't really want to mention, but uh, Jake Paul, Anderson Silva. Uh, I, I think this is gonna be big because I think Jake Paul. I, I mean, I'm always rooting against Jake Paul, but I think Anderson Silva. He's got that in him. Uh, beat uh, uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. That that's a pretty decent notch in your belt. That's an actual fighter, not just some MMA guy. So, uh, granted, Anderson Silva is an MMA guy, but he's got experience in the ring. I think he gets that done there. But my other two, both UFC, I'm going to go with uh, one for the the hardcores, Oliveira versus Mahakev uh, coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, that's going to be a fun one. The ground game, I, I, 
I, I do think Oliveira has the potential to end it on the feet, but I think that's going to be uh, a wrestler and BJJ uh, fight to watch. Like they're going to be all over the ground, uh, reversals, getting uh, submissions, that stuff. So that should be a fun one for the hardcores. And then uh, for the casuals, Peter Yan, Sean O'Malley, Sean O'Malley's first test, uh, also on that card. That's going to be a fun one. I'm excited. But uh, or uh, also Style Bender, uh, Ferreira, uh, getting that revenge in the octagon. A lot, a lot of fun fights the rest of the year. Even with uh, two of the biggest ones getting canceled. Yeah. Uh, how about how about November twelfth? If you're a boxing fan from the mid two thousands, the late nineties, mid two thousands, how about Ricky Hatton and Marco Antonio Barrera? That fight's happening on November twelfth. I'm nostalgic for boxing. (laughs) I love it. Good luck. (laughs) Well, all right. Uh, all right, those are also be... real quick worth mentioning. Uh, I you'll all agree with this, uh, uh, and I think especially in light of what's happening in Ukraine. But uh, Vasily Lomachenko, yeah, it, it, he's fighting Jermaine Ortiz, which isn't a big deal, but I just think Loma, uh, you know, back back fighting is is a, a really good sign because uh, not only is he gonna destroy this guy in his fight, but the Ukrainian military is absolutely obliterating the Russians right now, which I think is something everybody can appreciate. <laughs> Difference is Ortiz is a local kid; he's not Russian. This he's uh he's Massachusetts, I think, right? Yeah. Well, it's too bad for him. Uh, but you yeah, know what? He's gonna he's good, top kid, good, good, solid, solid fighter isn't low level, though. I could say all the nice things about uh Jermaine Ortiz in the world. He's not he's not Loma. He can't. It'll be good for him to be in a ring with Lomachenko. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it might look a little bit like Jake Paul and Anderson Silva. All right, those are some fun fights. Uh, I'm excited for the end of the year. There's also usually a big UFC card uh, right before the end of the year that hasn't got announced yet. So, more and more fun fights to come. Maybe a heavyweight main event. Who knows? That'd be fun. And Ganu back in the ring. But, uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break here, a word from one of our sponsors, and then preview the big fights this Saturday night. There's no bigger investment than home ownership. And to make sure the house is up to your standards, you need a professional to look it over. Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections is a licensed home inspector and a member of the Connecticut Association of Home Inspectors. Brian was a contractor for over 15 years, so he knows how homes should be constructed and how mechanicals should work. What makes me a good home inspector was the 20 years that I was a home improvement person all the different repairs that I have done and what other people have done wrong that I had to go out and fix. So I have a pretty quick eye on seeing what's right and what's wrong. Before you move, call Shamrock Home Inspections. Before you make the biggest investment of your life, call Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections at 860-268-2566 or visit shamrockhomeinspectionct.com. Big shout out to Shamrock Home Inspections for sponsoring today's episode. Uh, also, big shout out to Annie Mac Home Mortgage at the top of the show and Clovercrest Media for sponsoring today's episode as well. Let's dive in. 
Uh, UFC Fight Night, Alexa Grasso versus Vivian uh, Aruljo. Uh, Joe, how, how do you see this fight playing out? Uh, well, so this is your number five versus your number six. This fight is actually uh, three times in the making. Uh, they've had a, a couple of cancellations, uh, including uh, this past August. And this is only the headliner because uh, of whatever happened to uh, Sean Strickland, some kind of nasty infection. Uh, Grasso's 3-0 since she moved up to flyweight. She just beat Joanne Wood by first-round submission. Uh, Arroyo is uh, looking pretty good, won three of her last four. Uh, slowly seeing better competitions. She beat uh, Roxanne Modafiari, uh and Montana De La Rosa. I think Grasso is um, a little bit better here. She doesn't really do anything, I think, particularly well. But she does win a lot of fights. Uh, Arroyo uh, has... It, it, it Interesting, you don't see this a lot. She's 11-3. and three, three knockouts, four submissions, four decisions. She wins fights in lots of different ways. Uh, I think she, I think she eats, you know what she's going to do? I think she's going to knock her out and then she'll have four knockouts, four submissions and four decisions in her 12 wins. I think that'll look awesome on the records. And I think suddenly that that's what my brain sees this thing playing out as, and she's a tough SOB. Okay. Four, four, four. Go to Wendy's. Get the four for four. Grasso. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got, Jared? Yeah, I'm taking Grasso here, too. Just a better fighter. Um, Tougher competition. Like I said, Vivian just started to step up. I don't like it. I'm taking Grasso. And I think and I think she walks away with it. Yeah, and, and while she doesn't do anything particularly well, she doesn't do anything particularly poorly either. Uh yeah. I did the only thing here is Arroyo Rujo uh two of her, her only two losses in the UFC are people who have at least fought for the title. Uh, Alexa Grasso, Felice Herrig, Tatiana Suarez haven't. Carlos Barza has. Uh, I'm a. I, I think this fight is. I, I love this logic. I think this fight is too close for all three of us to pick the same person. So I'm gonna go Arroyo here to get it done. I. I, I think she'll get the submission, uh, but this could easily turn out to what last week looked like. So uh, I, I don't know, but I think Arroyo. He's a little bit better on the feet than um, it's out of Juyo. I just looked it up. It's out of Juyo. I speak Spanish, not Portuguese. So, (laughs) yeah, I love it. But, uh, (laughs) all right. So, you two on Grasso, I'm on Arajuyo. Should be interesting, but uh, it, it should be a fun one. Cub Swanson also on that card in the co main event. Uh, I, I, I'm I taking Grasso. Are you, Joe? <laughs> so. 
that's great. But uh <laughs> Oh, that was good. Hey. <laughs> I didn't even see that coming. Like, seriously, did not see that coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know Grasso's messing, but uh, <sighs> the, 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 oh, did is Tony going after you? Out. Yeah, you do. I don't know if you know this. You could go back and look at the tapes over the last couple of years. When in doubt, you take the Mexican every time. Yeah, well, no. Or the uh, I think sometimes, but I, I, I also like this. Tony, one too, Tony, pull up. What's the numbers back. on that? <laughs> I, I remember there, there was literally one time this year where you picked against a Mexican fighter, and my brother we called me. He was like, "Dude, is Jake <laughs> giving up on the Mexicans now?" It was the first time it had happened. Uh, Bro, you even you it? even had Cain Velasquez is back when he murdered that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I like Cain. I mean, I, you look into it. Not. Look into it. It's it's a messed up <laughs> chain of events to happen. I'm, I'm just saying. It was definitely a messed up <laughs> chain of events. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you can kind of see his side, but oh, okay. All right. I'm going with. I, I guess I'm going against the Mexican. I, I don't know. I guess put that in the rare to happen on the show category. I guess. But uh, all right, Jared. Uh, I love this puncher's chance. Sam, Ham and Eggington. I love it. Ham and Eggington. You're on a roll tonight. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. <laughs> A biscuit for ham and Eggington. <laughs> Listen, I'm going big on this one, and I've been hitting everything. I sent you guys some numbers the other day. Um, doing real well. This one I really like. The guy he's fighting is 37 or something. I don't think it's close. Uh, when I saw the numbers, I saw the fight. I thought it should be minus 350, 400. Uh, it's still at a coin toss, 115 apiece. Go with Ham, Sam. Ham and Eggington. I love it. I love it. But uh, I, uh, I mean, that's gonna do it as far as fights go this week. Oh, uh, I have one more. Oh for yeah, that MMA card with Grasso, and this is something I do from time to time. Three guys, last names end with V. Parlay all three of them. You're welcome. Yes, Askarov wins that fight. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the that has worked in the past. You, you, you're right. You have mentioned that before. So, yeah, everyone ends in V. Interesting. But uh, that's going to do it with fights. I know it's a lull right now, and it'll pick back up with the pay-per-views coming up. But uh, that's going to do it for throwing jabs today. Big shout-out to Annie Mac Home Mortgage, uh, Shamrock Home Inspection, and Clovercrest Media for sponsoring today's episodes episode for more podcasts make sure you check out clovercrestmedia.com and for myself big jace joe guy and jared jones we're gonna end the show like we always do and jared brother hit us oh. with that flurry so somebody didn't get the memo about there not being a flurry tonight so we're just going to take a few seconds for everyone to 
check out how my bad are. my bad did not see the text <laughs> though right now I'm hey sorry. everyone come see good. how good i look <laughs> oh yeah not, all right not for nothing Jared's penchant for showing up right at the last minute. <laughs> Bit him on the ass tonight. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Hey, All can right. we run that OV tape? <laughs> oh, God. All right. That's going to do it. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> about that. Mix up for no, that you know what? Hold on. Here's a little flurry for you. Yeah. When your buddy shows up late and doesn't tell you he's not prepared, <laughs> you step up. You step up and you flurry together. And that's yes, what sir. this is. Um, Let's just talk about this guy for a minute. Big Jace. It's been gone for a while. Yeah. He's back. Somehow the show is even shorter than when it was just the two of us, which is impressive. Hey, I think nothing going on. Yeah, it's a slow time. It's a slow time, in it, but it's nice to see you back. Your energy, your excitement. Your love for Mexicans, it is something this show was sorely missing, (laughs) and you're back. Thank you. I appreciate it. I like being back. This show is amazing, always. I love you, too. And, uh, yeah, that's going to do it. I I got to jump in here. uh, (laughs) Got me. Um, So, yesterday, there were a couple different games where somebody was leaving. Dennis Eckersley's one of them. I think the Yankees had one um, Padres maybe it was but as you're as you're flipping through these games like you normally would on an everyday baseball afternoon you're getting all of these emotions from these guys that have done this for a long time I, there were three I think that were retiring and the, and for like six in- innings Eckersley's on the verge of tears telling stories and I, I don't know I've been don't really ever consider writing a book um but it was funny how um i'm watching these uh watching these guys kind of retire their 162nd game of their umpteenth season and um the relationships that you build doing stuff like this are uh, the value of having you back is not just in the show my it's Thanks, certainly man. not in your selections. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, don't worry. I'll get back. I, I, I've been struggling. I'm not going to lie. I've been struggling, especially with football, really. I mean, the fight game's been slow, but I've been struggling with my picks for football. I think I'm getting back on track. Stuff's starting to swing up for me. Let's go. It's been like a three-year-long slump, so anything is... Bro, I've won the past three years for our picks. I don't know what the hell you're talking about, bro. It's all luck. Come on. Broncos and the under? Broncos and the under. Speaking of which, Joe, you owe me a best bet for G-Men. I will say that. So we'll handle that after the show. Fair enough. But uh, that's going to do it for throwing jabs. Myself, Big Jace, Joe Guire, Jared Jones... Uh, enjoy the fights. Who knows? We're recording this early. There might be miss weight or something, and it might be a whole different fight. Been a lot of that lately, too. Yeah. I might uh, sub in. Who knows? Anything could happen, but (laughs) we'll see you next week for more. 155, Dana. Okay. (laughs) All right. See you next time, guys. (laughs) 
throwing jabs, always full send. Here we go again. Jared, Joe, and Jay's Clovercrest, top three corner man, punching in with a punch's chance. We find a way to win. The main event, lock it in. Every Saturday at 10, the overhand is out of hand when it comes to fist of cuffs. Slide a hand on the undercard, you'll never see the punch. Uppercut, got you missing wave, feet are stepping late. Keep your guard up, feeling faint from a faint. Take a stand in eight, then retaliate. Put up your duke, stick and move, bob and wave. Don't lose hope against the ropes, there's always an escape. Never stay down. One more round, bells ringing, counter punch with your chin tucked and go down swinging. We bringing crosses with no worship, hooks with no verses, combinations with no locks. When you feel the flurry, it's curtains from scrub scraps to fight stats. Relax if you want the facts, because the best combat podcast is throwing jabs. Hello, my name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Meat, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.